The epidemic of pornography has gripped our culture, and it is stealing our children away. What can we do about it? All of that and more on today's Peck Report. everybody hope you are doing well today uh yeah the pornography epidemic is uh getting really bad it's getting really bad and it's getting more accepted it's getting harder for people to talk about openly in christian circles but those who are proud of this type of thing this type of sin in their lives uh are all too happy to defend it so what are we to do i actually did an interview uh with a remarkable individual uh brie marie atkins and and we're going to play that interview. Check this out. Bree Marie Atkins, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, people that are watching, they already got a little bit of the, the Peck Report that's kind of built around this interview. And I'm excited to, to interview you and talk with you. I'm not sure how many people in, uh, in my audience is familiar with you and your work. Uh, so let, let's let's just start with what you're doing right now, and then we'll we'll backtrack to your to your, you know kind of where you came from. So uh, tell us about tell us about your show and your and your ministry work today. Okay, so right now what I'm doing is I am sharing um, a podcast. I'm doing a bunch of podcasts with a bunch of my followers on my Instagram who have um, who have basically struggled with pornography. And they have been either set free in Jesus Christ or have not been set free in Jesus Christ. We know that there's no condemnation in Jesus. And I just want to share the testimonies of other people so they know that they, like, for one, they're not the only ones struggling with this. For me, I was a huge pornography addict even three years into my walk with Christ. I was not completely delivered from it at all. Um, And so many other things I was delivered from completely. But I feel like in our walks with Christ, there's some things that get delivered immediately and there's other things that it's like our cross to bear. And for me, uh, pornography was a huge one, uh, temptation, sex, uh, fornication, just all that in general. And now that's something that I bring to my audience and let them know, hey, you're not alone in this. Uh, we can do this. We can submit these desires to Christ and we don't need to go back to the vomit that we've been set free from. And we have to continuously uh, let like basically know what our word says and know (laughs) uh, that he's going to twist everything to make things sound good to us, to make us go back to all the sin nature that we were in before. So Basically, I've just been interviewing a bunch of my audience and because they all struggle with some form of temptation, sexuality, uh, pornography in general. And this is a huge thing that I don't feel like the church is talking about as much. Um, Here and there, you'll hear it. But this is something that the church is struggling with deeply. Um, I've, I've said this multiple times on my interviews, but 
there's only about 10% of churches that even have a system in place when it comes to pornography. And most of those are all dedicated to men. Um, and there's so many women that are dealing with it as well. So it seems very d divided. And this, this needs to be something that's more publicly shared. So. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. And it's it's great to see what you're doing because, you know, like you said, that, that there really aren't a whole lot of Christians that are talking about it because, you know, typically it's kind of an embarrassing thing. So, uh, but yeah. but even, even less, uh, there's even less women that are talking about it. Usually if you hear anybody talking about it, it's a, it's a guy and there's, you know, there is kind of the stigma that it's, that it's mostly just a guy problem when really it, it, it's a human problem, you know, exactly. men and women deal with it. Uh, and I don't know the, the statistics, you know, on how exactly that ratio is out, but, but it is something that, human beings uh, struggle with. And for somebody who, who is, it can be difficult to find answers without feeling nothing but guilt and shame, you know, I would imagine. Yes. So, so with you, with you talk, for one thing, that's amazing that people are even willing to talk about it openly. I think that's great. And then to build a show around that is, is, is amazing. What, what have you found, um, the people who struggle with this, who have overcome it, uh, are, are there any, any tips that, that a lot of them tend to repeat, things that work for m like more people, or, or does, is it kind of case by case? Yeah, so biggest thing is uh, accountability partners. <laughs> yeah. That's something that we need completely in our walk with Christ is someone that we can confide in and let them, let them know like, hey, I'm thinking at a thought level that I want to do this. Like, because it starts with our thoughts. We need to take our thoughts captive to obey it to Christ, you know, and, and we also need that community to be able to feel safe that we can tell them this stuff and for them to pray for us. Um, so accountability is definitely number one. Uh, number two is they got set free from also putting password protections on their computer and their phone. Um, there's a system called Covenant Eyes, which I don't use, but I've heard is very very helpful for a lot of my audience um, who struggles with it or did struggle with it. And then um, just really getting into the word completely and knowing what the word says and, and that we are children of God and we should not be uh, using this lustful desire that we have inside and giving us this instant gratification of this release, you know, uh, that was never supposed to be released with, these people online at all. Uh, it was just supposed to be between your husband and wife. And that's something that we've really twisted and manipulated a lot. Um, so yeah, big biggest thing is accountability. Number two, password protection. And number three, uh, getting in the work which that should honestly be number one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know, it was interesting just recently. Uh, now, this is more on the political side, but just recently there was a, a conversation uh, among many prominent you know, thought leaders in the conservative movement on should pornography be uh, made illegal? Should it be banned? I'm on the side. Yes, it should. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely. Yeah. On. But there was there was, uh, you know, other people that were defending pornography saying, well, you know, it's 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 freedom. We, you know, we don't want the government stamping down our freedoms and everything like that. But, you know, my thought is, well, it's not just about freedom because I don't see any freedom in that. I think that's bondage, if anything. But but the these some some of the biggest pornography distributors, uh, they involve kids in it. I mean, this this kind of falls in line with some research that I'm doing for uh, for, for a project for later on this year um, through Defender. But it, it is it is insane how much uh, not, not only the sex trafficking stuff, but even even just just 
kids at home, how much they're, they're exposed to this stuff at really young ages, six, seven years old. There, there was a <laughs> poll that said, uh, forget the percentage, but it was, it was incredibly high and a, a very high percentage. And I think it was the majority even of kids, especially uh, this study said, especially boys, but girls too, they were exposed to pornography by the age of nine. And there's other studies that, that show how it really warps your mind. You, you, you know, pe- uh, kids that, that grow up with that, they have a difficult time connecting with other human beings, you know, later on in adult life. And you can see that in adults too. I mean, we, we live in an age where everybody's connected through the internet, yet people are lonelier than ever, you know? Exactly, uh, and I, I think this this self gratification stuff is is a part of that. You know, I think that <laughs> that just adds to the to the loneliness. Um, so, so what, what what are your thoughts about people who defend this stuff, saying that well, you know, it's it's just my freedom, and that's just you know, it, pe- people who who don't see any issue in it. You know, and there surprisingly are a lot of Christians who have that view too that there's not really anything wrong with it. It's not really fornication because they're not really with the other person and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Have you heard excuses like that? Oh, big time. Well, here's the thing is a lot of the people that are on my podcast as well, they all, including me, saw this at like seven, eight, seven to like 10 age range. It was never older or anything like that. So I just wanted to like state that from what you were stating. Um, It's it's not and it's it's getting younger, but it seems to be like around the six to 14 age range where they all are finding it. And there's no way of stopping it on our social, on our phones or anything like that, which is really, really sad. Um, But in terms of people who defend it and they're like, oh, it's just my freedom. It's my right. I, I don't believe that because for one, okay, human trafficking and pornography are connected. Yeah. And say that you're against human trafficking, but you're for pornography is it's totally hypocritical. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to figure out in my walk. I was basically, uh, I was praying to God so much like, Lord, like I really need your help with this. Like, please show me, open my eyes, give me better ears to, to hear like all this stuff. Like, I don't know why I'm continuing to do this. And it wasn't until uh, someone invited me into a human trafficking charity uh, event that I went to where they started sharing with me about how a lot of the porn industry is all all human trafficking. And I was like, wait, what? Like, are you serious? This is stuff that I've been supporting. So these people that are defending it, you're also defending human trafficking. And you are saying that it's okay to human traffic uh, children and women and men and whoever. These people are basically signing their name on a dotted line, a, a contract, giving their lives away. And this isn't, this is the porn stars, not the actual people that are human trafficked. Um, but these are the porn stars that are signing their name on a dotted line. And then they're saying the things that they won't do, but then they go into the scene. And the producer will be like, okay, I know I said you're going to like have sex with one person, but I'm actually going to do like a gangbang thing. And it's going to be 25 guys instead. And they have no way to get out of it. And they're, they're basically like, if you don't do this, you're not getting your money or like they basically are human trafficked and they don't even know. Right. And then, and then also with the people that are human trafficked, like people in Thailand, like, 
or just all across the country, like people even in the United States, it's everywhere. It's just more hidden here than it is in other countries. But in terms of here or like just just everywhere in general, um, they when when these children or women or men in general are human trafficked, they get shown pornography of what they want them to do to their customers or whatever so they they know exactly what they want so they're shown porn and and then porn is made of them while they're being human trafficked for them to put onto these websites and so it's like do you know what what's actually happening and i didn't know until i started asking god hey i need you to open my eyes like i need i need help with what i'm going through um so these people that are defending it and saying it's their freedom well these people that are human trafficked, they have no freedom and you're watching them on a screen where they're stuck there and you are basically producing their money and their profit and all that and they have no way of getting off there. And then there's a lot of women and I've only seen a lot of the porn stars right now who have committed suicide from uh, being in these porn videos and all that and then just being treated so violently and they've committed suicide and then their videos are still up online Mm. and Mm. people are getting off to them on these porn sites. And the reason why I know that is because it, it, I was watching a video at one point and I went through the comment section and it said, well, and this, this is so terrible, but someone said, oh, well, she hung herself, but good thing I can still get off. And it was so, for one, it was eye-opening to me to see how evil and wicked our world is. The fact that these people are, a lot of them are dead, and you're still choosing to release yourself to these people. And then also, these the porn industry not taking their stuff down at all. Yeah. So... It's a lot that goes hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it, it's horrible. There was uh, recent stories that came out too on how uh, Pornhub, like the biggest the biggest porn distributor in the world right now, um, that they th- there was actually found like fourteen year old girl porn stars yep. on there. They they don't vet their. I mean, they they have so many videos. I mean, it's like the YouTube of porn. Um, they, they can't, they, they have no way it would be impossible for them to, to, with that, with that much content to vet every single person. So there is child porn on there and you, you just, just watching it there, sometimes there's no way to know. So, you know, how, how can you tell the difference just by looking between a 16 year old girl and a 17 year old girl or something like that, or, or an 18 year old girl? It's impossible to really know sometimes, but th- this stuff does get does get caught. But the stories they don't really make the headlines. You know, they get buried yep. because so many people participate in this, and yep. you know it, the, the the mainstream media the way that it works, it's bad for their their bottom line if they're you know shaming their own audience. But you know, exactly. I, I'm I, I think that I think that it, you know the, the truth of it needs to needs to come out. That's why I love what you're doing with your show, and I, I love that you're just so open and honest about it. You know, I, I've had past addictions with uh, drugs and stuff like that before, and uh, when, when you know when you can take the stance that you're just going to be honest about it publicly to people, who cares what they think? You know, uh, if, if somebody's going to give you a hard time, it's not for them anyway. You find that 
so many people are helped through that because then they, they feel like they're not alone. They feel like they don't have to be ashamed, you know, not, not in the way that the world would shame somebody, but, uh, but they, they, you know, it, 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 I think it inspires more people to actually make a change. If, if somebody's watching this and they know that they're struggling with it, uh, what, what is, what are the first steps that they can take to, to getting a handle on this? And, and what, what would be like a reasonable expectation? Like, is it reasonable to expect this to be overnight or is it going to take five years or, or is it different for everybody? Right. Okay. So, uh, first things first, I would say really start praying, uh, deliverance over yourself, getting free from this, um, speaking to someone you feel comfortable with about this. So you can like, just talk to them, have, have them pray for you. Um, but it's definitely not going to be an overnight thing, uh, for, I mean, maybe it will be, I know that there's some people where, you just get that conviction immediately and it's done. Most people that I have interviewed are not like that. It's more of like the 1% that are like that, which that's incredible. I, in a sense, I'm like, man, I wish that could have happened for me. But, uh, like, uh, Brittany and Seth, the interview that I just did, Brittany was like, well, if that would have been delivered from your life immediately, you wouldn't have been so passionate about sharing it now. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. So that's really good. But um, I am, it, it's crazy too, because I completely gave it up in November of last year. So completely honest, November of last year, but I was struggling all of like July through that time of like giving it up for periods and then going back, giving it up for periods, going back. And it really just came with what I was viewing with my eyes and what I would like movies I'd watch, um, people I would be around the conversations that I was having. And I had to really eliminate that stuff. I had to like read books that actually just had biblical info about how to get rid of this addiction. Um, and that's all that I've been consuming my brain with even now that I've been like, what, like, for almost five months clean from it, but it, it still, there's still pictures that pop up in, in the after effects. That's why pornography is such a bad thing to continue doing because even after you still have effects of like, oh, this is, this is what I think I like. And then Satan will come in and like pop an image in your head and be like, don't you want this again? And it'll just flash at you. And you have to really just be like, no, that's not what I want. And you have to go to God and be like, Lord, please like take that away from me. Let me get in your word. And there have been multiple times where I have like slipped up on those, those thoughts. And it's not just an overnight thing. It's a process and you've got to be gentle on yourself about it. And that's something that I learned a little bit in of realizing like there's no shame or guilt that I should be feeling if a slip up does happen, but we need to remember what, what we're participating in when that does happen. And anytime I did indulge in porn or when I was struggling, the whole thought in my head that would come up is this person is human trafficked. I'm supporting human trafficking. Like 
Is that something that you really support? Because that's what's happening right now. And then you just get so turned off to it. And then you take on the eyes of Christ and realize that these are children of God as well. And they were all created by God. And you begin to realize, like, why am I doing this? Like, and then it doesn't even seem appealing anymore. Like, it's not something that I desire or anything to go back to because I've filled my mind with, for one, what it is and like what it actually is, and that they're just trying to manipulate our whole population and generation into the sexualized culture um, and to stray away from marriage. And and this is the other thing that came to my mind, but they are like super prone on sharing about incest on yeah. Yeah, on on these porn sites and everything and teens and and it, it's just stuff that if it were to really happen in real life, everyone around the world would be like that person needs to go to jail. I can't believe they just molested their daughter or did this to their stepmom or their stepfather or any of that stuff. This is stuff that is is jail stuff. But when you're getting off to it online, these people don't actually think that it's jail. They're just indulging and and just wanting to give themselves a pleasure for the moment. And it's like, why do, do you not connect the two? And you've got to connect it all and, and realize like what pornography actually is. And for one, it's Satan's territory to take over your mind, take over your marriage, take over your whole life. So. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and that, that was something too, that I read about that, that had confused me is, is how prevalent the the incest fantasies and all that is like how, how did we get to a point as as a culture where that is a fantasy for so many people there's such a market for it that it's all over uh, you mm -hmm. know the porn industry so that blew my mind you know it was interesting too what you were saying reminded me a lot of me over overcoming my addiction with alcohol and mm -hmm. it, it was it was exactly like you described it took a lot of times of me trying to quit um, and there there but but what was what was weird is is you know, a lot of prayer. I went, I went through uh, counseling even through it. And the, the time where I, I finally actually quit, I, I, it, it, was, it was different. I, I knew that was the time. It, it, was, it was different from all the other times where I tried to quit for a while, but I kind of knew I was going to go back even though I didn't want to. Uh, and then the first chance that I had to go back to it, I would. The first excuse that, I well, I had a bad day. You know, I deserve a drink, you know, whatever. Uh, but that, that last time... That, and it wasn't like that. The last the last time I drank was any different than any of the other times before it. But there there was just something where that after that last time I knew all right that that is it like actually for real like now I know it I feel it uh, it doesn't appeal to me anymore and you know by and large it doesn't but it, it's funny because uh, with that and even like with my past drug addiction stuff. There, there are times where every, just every great once in a while, I'll get a little bit of a craving. And it's like Satan's like, remember how much fun this was? And, yeah. you know, the, the, the good thing is the more time that goes by, at least for me, the, the, the less that happens. And when it does happen, it's not, not as intense. But it, it yeah. still does happen. And it's like, yeah, you know, the temptation's always going to be there. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's, it's kind of like working out a muscle, you know, that you get stronger with each day that, that you can yeah. stay away from it. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like the temptation is always going to be there. Just like uh, Jesus, when he, he went up and, and, and Satan basically was tempting him to like 
turn this into bread and and jump off this cliff and all that. And he and Jesus is basically like, no, it is written that I live off of off of bread. And, and yeah, and it's things like that, that we need to speak life over over everything that Satan is saying, because he is the father of lies. And we need to know what our Bible says. We need to be sharing this stuff and speaking it over ourselves. And also like anytime those temptations do come up to put these back in his face as well and not to fall into it. There was actually someone on my interview that said a quote. Um, it said temptation is um or sin sin is temptation asking for permission mm, mm -hmm. yeah and it's like oh wow that is that is really beautiful i've never heard it in that way and because the temptation comes in but it's it's this sin but it's it's covered and magnified in something that is like a pleasure yeah or yeah. something that we want to indulge in and then once you indulge, by the end of it, you're like, why did I do that? Like, I already knew that I shouldn't have done that in the beginning, and you knew what the result was going to be. So for me, where I'm at right now, if a temptation ever does come up, I go back to all those times of what happened afterwards and just how I'm repenting and crying again and realizing, like, why did I just do that? You knew exactly, like, what was going to happen. So I tell myself that stuff even before I get in like, like it happens. So I know to stay away from it. And I don't think people, some people have gotten to that place of like, okay, what happens afterwards? Let me bring that to the beginning. And so I don't go down that route, you know? Absolutely. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope that was informative. There is actually more to the uh, interview where we get into uh, some of Bree's uh, background in New Age. She's a Christian now. She came out of New Age just like I did. It's a phenomenal testimony, and you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna watch the rest of that. But the only way to do that is to go become a member at DailyRenegade.com. We are getting banned from YouTube. We're getting banned from major social media sites. So we're trying to post on alternative sites. The best place all always to go is dailyrenegade.com for uh, as little as $10 a month or $100 a year you can get a membership and get full episodes of Peck Report and every show that we put on and you're going to want to go check the rest of that interview out because we also have a very special uh, big announcement for the future of Daily Renegade so we are still going strong and it's because of you and your support that we're able to do so uh, while you're there we have some ads some links at the top of the homepage at dailyrenegade.com. If you are a chronic pain sufferer like myself, you might find some relief in Kratom. I take Kratom every single day. And listen, now is the time to stock up because uh, market buyout is a real problem. The whole, the whole hysteria around the coronavirus, because of that, uh, it, it, it's not that governments are shutting things down, though that could happen. But it's that people are are kind of panicking and they're buying they're buying things out. Uh, so you want to get this stuff in stock up now. It stays good for a long time, so you don't got to worry about that. But you want to buy as much as you can, stock up now because it might not be available in the very near future. Because again, people are buying stuff like crazy. And if you rely on kratom or CBD, which we also have, if you rely on that to manage your pain, 
Uh, you're you're going to want to stock up now because there might come a day where you, you just can't buy it, where it's just not available. And a lot of that, again, is because people are buying this stuff like crazy, preparing for uh, the coronavirus outbreak, you know, pr- preparing for possible quarantines. You might think that that's crazy, but it's really not. But it doesn't even matter if it is crazy. There's enough people that don't believe it's crazy, and they're already buying this stuff and stocking up. You don't want to be left without a Kratom source if you need it. So go to dailyrenegade.com. Uh, you can click on the ads at the very top of the homepage. You can find it there, and you can get Kratom there. Get a lot of it as much as you can. Stock up. Do the same with CBD, CBD Pure and CBD Pets. Uh, it's a, the best source of CBD out there. Again, people are buying this stuff like crazy preparing. So um, get it while you can. I don't know how much longer it's even going to be available, and if, if and when they sell out, how long that's going to be for. So you want to get that now, dailyrenegade.com. Um, while you're there, we also have colloidal silver available. Uh, a lot of people take this for uh, its immune-boosting capabilities. You can also clean with it in your house uh, so you don't have to have these harmful chemicals under your sink where you actually drink your water. You don't have to deal with that. Uh, all of this stuff and more is at dailyrenegade.com. But most importantly, once most important, keep yourself safe. you got to stay stocked up. you you got to be prepared. Again, this stuff stays good for a long time. So the worst-case scenario, if you buy some, then you just have some extra, and then you don't have to buy any for a while. Um, but then at least you're prepared if something should happen and, you, and you're not able to buy, uh, find a good Kratom or CBD supplier anymore. So make sure you do that. Also, it's important to do because um, YouTube is trying to shut us down constantly. Actually, by the time that you're watching this, we may have already lost our channel. Uh, I, I record these in advance, so it's hard to predict the future. But as of right now, we have two community guideline strikes on our channel and one more within a 90 day period and they delete our channel. So uh, make sure you go to dailyrenegade.com where you can actually get real information about Kratom and CBD and stuff like that. We have all of that on the website and videos. You can search for it. We have it in the archives. Um, YouTube deletes every video that we have where we try to tell you real information about CBD or Kratom. They, they, YouTube doesn't like it. Of course, they, they, they'll have all the pro-marijuana videos in the world on their platform. They don't mind that at all. But when it comes to Kratom and CBD, for some reason, they have a big problem. So uh, go to dailyrenegade.com, get a membership. Again, it is only $10 a month or $100 a year. I recommend getting the $100 a year because you only have to pay for it once. You don't have to think about it for a whole year and you get two months for free. So it's a great deal. We're making constant uh, improvements on the website. We're doing everything we can to promote Daily Renegade outside of YouTube um, because, again, our channel is going to get deleted. It's just a matter of time. So you can help us by uh, by your membership. Your, your your membership fee goes towards building up Daily Renegade and getting it out there to more people. We also support a number of ministries. All the information is uh, available at dailyrenegade.com. We're not a stagnant pond. We're a river. So when you when you send us money, it doesn't only stay with us. We we send it out to other ministries as well. Um, we, we support ministries that um, spread the gospel and minister to the Jewish people, uh, pro-life and uh, children's hospitals, that kind of 
stuff. So you'll, you'll want to check that out. Make sure you become a member today because if something happens with YouTube, we might have to increase the price for new members. Now, if you're already an existing member, your price is not going to go up. It's going to stay the same. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that's the case. But new memberships, we might have to increase the price if we don't have the uh, capabilities we get through YouTube to supplement through monetization, but you know, also just the getting the word out. Uh, right, right now, our uh, biggest avenue of traffic is YouTube. So if that if that is gone, then we have to. We have to make up that difference somehow. So get a membership now. Now is the time to do it. Don't wait. Uh, and when you do, go to the members content section on the website and you can find the rest of this video and more. So once again, dailyrenegade.com. Everybody who is already a member, hang on the line. Everybody else on YouTube, Facebook, anywhere else you're watching this, thank you so much. And until next time, take care and God bless. All right. Here is the rest of our interview with uh, Bree Marie Atkins. Now, speaking of your, your show, people are probably going to want to know where to find it. Uh, is it too early to make the announcement? Hey, go, go ahead. <laughs> the good thing is we're recording this, but it probably won't air for, I think, two weeks. I, I usually get, get them a couple weeks ahead. So by the time they're hearing this, uh, we'll probably already be on our way. So we are bringing uh, Bree's show to Daily Renegade, and we, we've, we've talked about it, got the details worked out, she, uh, and she, she's agreed to come aboard. Um, so Seth McVeigh and, and uh, his, his lovely wife was on your show. That's actually how I heard about it. And because uh, they, they shared it, people at Daily Renegade know Seth. He, he hosts the Pollineering. Yes. And uh, so, um, so that's how I heard about the show. And I, and I was like, this is such an important and needed show. I, 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 I really want this on Daily Renegade. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Seth gave me your contact information, and we, we've, we've been talking the past few days, and seems like a good fit. So, people, uh, <laughs> the, the audience of Daily Renegade, you will be able to get uh, Bree's show exclusively here and we're gonna we're, we're gonna do some really cool stuff in the near future so uh it might it might even be depending how this goes it might even be that by the time this interview airs they're they're like yeah josh we know it's old news it's been out for a week so we know <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see so uh but, right. uh, <laughs> but uh so i'm really excited about that people will be able to find your it's so important and people will be able to find it here on daily renegade and uh you're Bree's gonna have her own page on the website and all all the mm. stuff that the other hosts get so really excited about that thank that you is, for coming thank aboard you. thank you so much i'm just so excited because this definitely is needed and and i love everything that you're doing on your show too there's just so many different varieties of stuff where i'm like this is really great and i'm just really glad that i can also share about this as well because it is needed <laughs> absolutely yeah we're trying to be the netflix of of uh christianity because and, yes netflix hates christians so wouldn't it be nice to have a good alternative <laughs> so uh now i, I know we're kind of running low on on time but uh you have you, you you and i actually have a pretty similar like uh background i i came out of new age you came out of new age as well um t just tell us about that okay wow um that's that's an interesting story as are all new age stories <laughs> um wow i'm trying to think where i start but well for one <laughs> for one, I literally thought that I was a dragon from planet Antara. Wow, that is a great place to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my mind was so twisted. Um, I 
had there there was a guy who wrote me on Facebook maybe like this was back in 2012 mm -hmm. 2012 he wrote me on Facebook and told me that he was um a dragon guardian who protected me in my dreams and I was like what does that even mean and I was so curious and I have always been very spiritual into the spirit world but was never for Christ I did not like Christ anyone who talked to me about Christianity I was like no get out of my face um, anything else I was for. And, uh, he, yeah, so he's telling me that he's protecting me in my dream world. And he's like slaying all the spirits inside my dreams. And he's like, you need to come to California so I can download you with your past lives. And I was like, okay, that, that sounds really cool. So I'm 18 at the time. And I was like, let's go to California. So I up and left. Uh, Massachusetts at the time, went to California. I lived with eight people on a spiritual commune and it was like a nudist community and they did blood circles of like their period blood and all that uh, ceremonies to the earth and the nature and all that stuff. And we did psychedelics every new moon and full moon. We praised to the moon. Um, we were just into all that type of stuff. And I it got to a place where they were telling me that I had been reincarnating on the planet for 40,000 years. And uh, like I said, I was a dragon from planet Antara. And they told me that I was a dragon priestess who led uh, multiple villages on our planet. And then our planet got destroyed and destructed and we all came to earth, but I hadn't been reincarnated on earth yet. <laughs> all of this is just so twisted, but. Isn't it funny that that everybody, they're, they're always a king or a priest. Like it's never like, <laughs> yeah, you were one of the slaves. Uh, <laughs> you, you had a terrible life. You're really dirt poor. No one liked you. It was, it was just bad. It, you, you should feel glad that you're not in that life anymore. You're doing much better now. Everybody's always, there's always some grand thing. And like, I, I had, um, uh, with, with mine, I, I, I wasn't into the, the past life stuff, but I actually had so-called spirit guides that took interest in me. Like, 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 like I'm, you know, like I'm something special. And I, I noticed later that that's what they do. They'll, they'll really play to somebody's, uh, sense of self godhood and try to really bring that up. Sounds like oh, that's what you went through. Oh yeah. Big time. I was into the, the spirit guides, like meditating and like trying to reach the highest amount of enlightenment and Christ consciousness, but like not the real Christ and just all this stuff. And actually even the Christ consciousness stuff, I was just not for because anything that had to do with Jesus, I was just like, eh, no, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, I literally just thought that, well, for what, like, it wasn't just me thinking I was a dragon from another planet. I thought that I was a witch from the 1400s. I had a book of shadows and I'd do spells and I was just all over the place in like everything. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't actually, um, there was, <laughs> so, you know, you know, new age is just all about being open-minded to everything. Yeah. There was, I, I was basically open-minded to everything, but there was this one post that I saw on Instagram and it was someone talking about flat earth. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, like there's actually people who believe in this stuff. Like this is crazy. And this is before I had believed in Jesus. And he, or I, I basically was so open-minded to things, but this, I was so close-minded and I just scrolled past it. 
And then for some reason, this spirit or this thought came in my head and was like, uh, I thought you were so open-minded, like you should look into that. And I was like, okay, like whatever, like I don't want to be closed-minded to something, like I'm always super open-minded. So I went to go look out flat earth, look into flat earth, and it had Bible verses everywhere. Yeah. And it was it was talking about the angels coming in from the four corners of, of the earth. And I was like, maybe the Bible is real. So it was honestly one of the first times I had opened the Bible. Wow. Right. And I disregarded anything that had to do with flat earth, anything that had to do with new age. And I just kept reading the Bible. So be like, Jesus met me where I was at, like in my conspiracy theory, all over the place mind. Um, yeah. So oh, that's, well, that's amazing because a similar thing happened with me. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, flat earth, but it was like hyper charis charismatic stuff because that is kind of close to new age. I don't have anything against charismatics. I believe in gifts and all that stuff, but, yep. uh, but, but the really hyper swinging off the chandeliers in the church kind of stuff. Uh, when I got, when I got out of new age and, and, um, started getting into the Bible and stuff, uh, I, I, w I would go to those churches and, you know, everybody had a word of prophecy for me and it was always some great thing. And after a while, I was like, you know, this really sounds a lot like what they tell you <laughs> in New Age that, you know, you're meant for these amazing purposes. And it's like, what, what if you're not? You know, <laughs> there are people that right. are just regular people and they work a nine to five job and they have a family and it's nothing to write home. to You know, it's nothing to write home about, but it's nothing bad either. It's. So, some sometimes God has people in those roles for for different reasons, and there's nothing wrong with it. And I, I so like it made me think like, why does everything have to be this big grand thing? And you know, God's got all these things. I'm sure He does have plans, but sometimes it doesn't. It's not that extravagant for everybody. It can't be because that's not the world we live in. But uh, so so it was funny. Yeah. So I, I got out of the hyper charismatic stuff, and I realized, okay, that is not for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna disregard that, but I'm gonna keep all of the actual reading the Bible and. Uh, that you know, praying more because they they were really heavy on the prayer stuff, and I wasn't really at the time, so I did get that from 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 there. Uh, so it, it, that's interesting because I had a kind of similar thing. It wasn't flat Earth, but it was the hyper charismatic stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting how we can dive into like everything, mm -hmm. and and none of it really makes sense. <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting how we can wrap our brain around something. And then, I don't know, just being with Jesus, I'm just like, this makes so much sense. And my mind is so corrected and, and straightened out where like even it's sometimes it's hard for me to even talk about my new age journey because I'm just like, how did I believe that for so long? And my mind was so twisted and I was very manipulating and telling people like that they were... Uh, the reason certain things were coming in their life is because of law of attraction and the thoughts that they're thinking. And like, even I, I literally used to think that people that were raped or murdered or anything like that, it was because they attracted it into their life. And I'm just like, how did I believe something like that? Yeah. So it's, oh, it's crazy. Some of the hyper charismatic stuff has that too. I mean, my, my, uh, my wife, uh, her dad, so my father-in-law, he, he got cancer and, uh, he, he passed away from it. Uh, thankfully it was quickly, so he didn't have to suffer long, but, but his, his pastor of his church came to his house and, and was saying, you know, if you, if you're not healed of this, it's because you don't believe enough. 
you you don't you don't have enough faith. It's victim blaming, and I, that that was another thing that really turned me off to it. So I was like, oh my gosh, where is the compassion? And there's a, right. there's a lot of Christians, unfortunately, that kind of have that attitude. Uh, whenever right. I talk about, I have a bone disease, and whenever I talk about it on my show, I'll, I'll get some of that. You know, Josh, if you really had more faith, if you really believed hard enough, God wants to heal you. You're not letting him. Like I'm more powerful than God. If he wants to heal me, he can heal me. You know, I'm not stopping him. But, uh, but they, 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 some, some of them have these, these views. And it's like, well, look, sometimes I, I don't know what God's plans are. And it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that somebody might, ha- might be blind and there might be a reason for that. I mean, that, that even happened uh, in, in the Gospels. Jesus said that the reason that he was blind was so at some point in his life, you know, he could be healed and it would be a testimony to Jesus. But what Amen. about a week before he was healed? I, I could imagine people telling this blind guy, you know, you just don't have enough faith and tell him that for years. You know, maybe I will be healed someday. I don't know. But I, I, it, all, all I know is like, I, I get a new body, you know, after this life, good enough for me. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah. I just always felt like it's a very manipulating way of sharing the gospel. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and yes, I believe that I don't believe that disease or like anything is of God. Right. I don't believe yeah. that God is doing that to you or anything like that. Same here. And, but I also don't think it's your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> creating that. I feel like, well, for one, we live in a fallen world. It's very sinful. Like our food is like really bad. It's GMO'd, all that type of stuff. Our water is contaminated. Like things are happening inside of our world that is, is doing this to our bodies. And that is not God. That's Satan. That's the enemy. So Yeah. yeah, when people are saying like, God wants to heal you. And if you just had enough faith, I'm just like, I believe in God and like I talk to him all the time and like like we have we have a good relationship like <laughs> I'm not yeah I'm not actively praying for him to not heal me so <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and, and you know that's part of it too you know the what a lot a verse a lot of people bring up with with this kind of stuff is well you know God says that you know he'll he'll work everything together you know for good okay that's half of the verse he'll work He'll work things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So it's for, it's for that subset. But then what does work everything together for good mean? It doesn't mean everything's going to be good. You know, you yes. could have these terrible ingredients that by themselves is bad, but they can work together for good. So my bone disease by itself, not too good. But um, with that plus having a platform where I can talk to people and, and have an audience and all that. Now, I, there are thousands of chronic pain sufferers that have some comfort because they know they're not alone. They have somebody that understands what they're going through and that, that, that they, a lot of them have found it inspiring. So um, things, I, I sort of think of it like the, the raw ingredients of a cake. Like you wouldn't want to eat a raw egg or dry flour, but right. you, know, you mix them together, you mix all these things together, and with some time and some heat, you get a beautiful cake. Yeah out of it and it works out i i think after this life when we're with jesus i think then we'll understand what it all means and until then um you know i i I just try you know where my faith is is my faith is in jesus he's got it i don't need to understand i trust him it's good (laughs) exactly amen yes i completely agree it it kind of goes back to the the porn stuff that i was talking about as well like i was battling that for so long and and that pornography isn't good Right. But he works everything out for the good. And here I am sharing those testimonies with other people. You're sharing your testimonies and other people's testimonies as well. 
And there's so many people that are either getting delivered or having new eyes to understand this stuff. And I'm just like, that is working out for the good. Yes. Like, but although this we we came out of darkness and it was all dark and not good, it's all working for our good and for his good because we are being obedient to him. We're taking all of the past and these past traumas or just things that we've been through and sharing our testimonies with people. So, Amen. Amen. Well, this has been so much fun. We're, we're going to have to have you back on, but the, the good thing is that, you know, people are going to be able to catch your show and, uh, Oh, what is the show called? We should give them the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? So my, my channel is called Christ curls and conversations. I never actually titled the actual podcast. Because I just I just started naming it Christ Curls and Conversations because I was just sharing about just everything on my channel. Um, so we can create something awesome. for the podcast name. All right. That's great. Well, people will have to be looking forward to that then. That, that That's awesome. And hey, everybody out there, if you got a suggestion and if the show's not out yet, throw us a suggestion in the comment section. Yes. That'd be great. Well, thank you again so much. I very much look forward to working with you and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on my show. Yes. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. All right. God bless. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for your membership. Thank you for staying with us and uh, just for being a member. We really appreciate it and it helps us grow. It it helps us continue doing what we're doing. All right. Thank you so much. Um, Now, next time... I, I believe if, if I if I get the order of this right, you know, again, I, I record these ahead of time, so I don't always know the exact order that they're going to be played in. Uh, but next time we're going to have uh, Coach Dave Daubenmeyer, and he's going to talk about how Stephen Colbert uh, made fun of him on his show. And, and uh, so we're going to talk about all that and more. So stay tuned till next time. Till then, thank you so much. Take care. God bless.